0: Welcome to a winning edition of Dub Nation, the official show of Utah Warriors of Major League Rugby. I am Jerem Jordan alongside Banksy. What do you think of the Utah Warriors City Edition jersey that was just released?
1: You want to feel like a superhero, get you into that kid. A big representation (laughs) to the heritage of the state of Utah with the Eagles Gate that uh, crosses State Street right near downtown and the old Brigham Young House. A nod to the pioneer heritage of the state of Utah. Plus, it looks like you're about to go fight crime.
0: Hey, I love it. And speaking of jerseys, two days ago, the boys had Jersey Day at work. Some dudes were up in former cities they lived in. Joel Hodgson representing the Utah Jazz. Of course, Lance Williams would represent Hawaii. It was a fun day, man. Yeah, There's some cool jerseys there.
1: I like some of the uh, the old school jerseys, oh, the old club jerseys that some of the boys had on. You see Zion going in one there. I know uh, Takashi was in another one as well from uh, from some of his club days. You see uh, Danny Giannascoli there, repping Philly in the hometown. Love to see it from the boys.
0: The powder blues always look good. Okay, we're on the Utah Warriors Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube account. Subscribe to the podcast version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And listen to the show rebroadcast weekly on ESPN 700 in Salt Lake City. Here's what's on the show today. We'll recap the game against Toronto. Bailey Wilson, El Capitan will chat with us. We'll review round six around Major League Rugby, preview round seven, And preview the matchup with the New England Free Jacks coming up on Friday. Friday Night Lights in Harriman. Let's go. But first, the the recap of Toronto. Uh, This was a game where Utah was trailing for a lot of it. They're trailing at the half. They're trailing with uh, 17 minutes to go. An explosion of five tries at the end win it. We start in the ninth minute. And finally, Joel Hodgson and the Utah Warriors attempted a penalty goal,
1: and they made it 3-0. I thought it was a good leadership call from the captains to get out ahead early, get some points on the re- uh, board and reward the boys for some of their hard work. Joel's been waiting five games for this and he's finally <laughs> rewarded. 15th minute,
0: Milani <laughs> Faliva scores a try. It's 5-3 Toronto. Toronto only scored three tries in four games. They end up uh, getting on the board and uh, Utah's trailing in the
1: 15th. Faliva, a big physical powerful runner. He did it all game long and got an MLR Team of the Week nod for it. He was really one of the big, bright stars for them in this match. That guy's a beast, man.
0: 27th minute, Joe Hodgson, no good on a penalty goal. 36th minute, Utah Warriors don't know how to play without cards, I guess, because every week it feels like there's a yellow card or something. Thomas Tuaval gets a yellow card for a high tackle. What do you think of this?
1: I think it was definitely a penalty for up at the shoulders. In the rules, it's definitely a yellow card, but I think that needs to be reverted back to some of the old rules where the head referee and fourth official can look at the intent. There was no malicious intent there. That was just a good, solid, old-school rugby hit. If you're going to run at Tommy Tuaval, he's going to hit you.
0: Yes, he will. Absolutely. (laughs) 37th minute, Gene uh, Simonton, Tribe for Toronto. Malcolm makes the conversion. It's 12-3. That's the low point of the game, but guess what? It's all Warriors after this. 40th minute right before the half, Joe Mano had an incredible move to score a try, conversion no good, shorthanded try 12-8, Toronto at the half. This is another Joe Mano try
1: Add it to the highlight reel, baby. And it was a great line from Tyler Fisher that broke the gap, and then that quick right foot step on Toronto just left him guessing, nowhere to go, down to his knees, praying to the rugby gods that he finds the tackle, you're going to find Joe Mano with the big finish. Reminded
0: me of Chris Berman. Whoop! 46th minute out of the sheds. Joe Mono, another shorthanded try. Uh, conversion good. Utah takes the lead. 15-12 at this point. And this is a, a situation where Joe, outside the 22, gets all the way down, tackled, and then makes his one move to reach out and dots it down.
1: I think that's just backing himself for pace. Lance Williams got the ball, the flick out from Mika Cruze there. Then Lance getting the ball to Joe in space early was key because that's what kept that defender inside that opened it up. And then just the pace and power to finish. You get one move on the tackle and he was able to outstretch the arms and finish this. So the quick step to the inside and then boom, right there, that first extension to score it down. Just, doing what finishers do and scoring at the end of movements. It's been so fun watching Joe Mano this year.
0: It's a double for Joe Mano. He's not done. More coming up. 58th minute, Joel Hodgson penalty goal is good. He ends up making two uh, out of four on the day. 62nd minute, Ross Browdy, try Sam Malcolm conversions. Good Toronto's up 19-18 at the hydration break. At this point, Banksy, we're like, okay, is uh, Utah going to win this or not? Because Toronto is up uh, with
1: 17 minutes to go. You know, they were scrappy from the get-go. They came in banged up and shorthanded and really just kind of threw all caution to the wind, played a really great 60 minutes of rugby, and this was probably the last real highlight for them. And then it gets
0: nuts. The Gorilla Squad was loaded. A uh, lot of starters uh, there. 65th minute, Paula Sique, a try from Lance Williams. This was fantastic. This is the game-winning
1: score, and Utah wasn't done after this. And this is another example of getting the ball early into space. And Lance Williams was never stopping there. He just lined him up and trucked Malcolm. That's going to hurt his kids' feelings. Oh, my gosh. This was one of
0: the tries of the year. Paul Lance Williams. Williams is like, I'm a linebacker with the ball. Boom, goes the dynamite. Over to Paul Sique. Just uh, two college football players connecting right there, which was awesome. Okay, 69th minute. Joe Mano goes for a hat trick. The second hat trick in Warriors history. The Superman dive to make it a third. And how about the kick from
1: Joel Hodgson? Joel Hodgson was so good in this game, especially late. Learning where these gaps in the defenses were and how they were playing and putting players in a position to score tries. And this touch doesn't get any better. 30 to 19 at this point. Three minutes later, Mika Kruse makes it
0: 35-19 as the Warriors just keep pouring it on, man. It was a fun final 20.
1: This movement started with another great line break from Tyler Fisher. And you see him chasing Joe Mano there. And then this play off to Lasique, who gets the crash ball in. And then uh, Hodgson got a lot of work to do. Shakes the one defender. And then another dot. Mika Cruze with the outstretched paw and the big finish down the sideline. What a grab. Because it's one-handed. It's going to go
0: into touch unless he gets it. Joe Hodgson, another aggressive move. Avoids a tackle. Kicks it out to uh, Mika Kruse, who's also a try scoring machine. And Utah just had Toronto on skates. And it really was great play from the Gorilla Squad, from Joe Hodgson, from uh, Utah, who really turned it on. 74th minute. Oneyunga Havili gets his first try of the year. It's 42-19. And now it's like, oh, this game is over. Utah's just having fun.
1: It was a great trot from the captain, Bailey Wilson. Nobody marked over the ruck and he just picked the ball up and ran for 40 meters, found the trailing players. And this is the work rate from Havili there. Gets the ball inside to Cruze, gets back up on his feet. And he's there for the offload on the ball he just offloaded.
0: And then one minute before uh, the end of the game, Caleb Makini scores another one, 47 to 19 in the end. The white scrum cap diving, dots it down there, reviewed it. It was good. Final stats in this one. Utah scores seven tries. Finally makes a couple of penalty goals, which was fun to see. Tackles uh, more, lineouts more. Everything was awesome. Uh, just five penalties conceded. couple of game notes. Season high in points, tries, and penalty goals. All good things. 47 points. Third most in Warriors history. 28-point wins. Tied for second largest in team history. 19 points allowed. is tied for seventh fewest. There's a lot of information there. Let's just tell you it was all good. Joe Mano, three tries, uh, was another hat trick. Uh, I mentioned it was second. No, it's actually the fourth. Uh, you see all four there. Uh, Utah made a couple of penalty goals, as mentioned. 44-7, to run in the final 53 minutes. How about that? Sixth win versus an Eastern Conference team. Utah 6-15. and 15. It's been a struggle at times. And congratulations to Takaji Young-Yen, warrior number 112, which is awesome. Then in the first 15, Banksy, Joe Mano, uh, gets mentioned as uh, the left winger. I thought we might see a couple more guys, but at least Joe Mano deserved first 15.
1: You got to give it to him with the hat trick, but this was a full pull from the entire team and all 23 guys in the squad, and something definitely clicked in that final 20 minutes. That running open style of rugby that we're used to seeing from this team showed up.
0: And join us Friday because guess what? Utah plans on
1: uh, continuing this uh, this winning way at home against New England, big game. It's going to be great if you're ready to get your tickets and be in the stands for the best home field advantage in Major League Rugby. Be part of Dub Nation. Go to WarriorsRugby.com right now and be in the stands as they take on the East Eastern Conference leading New England Free Jacks. Huge game. Let's talk about it right now and recap Toronto with
0: the captain, Bailey Wilson. All right, Bailey, uh, great to have you on the program. Congratulations on the win uh, Saturday. That was a big one, especially in the last uh, 18 minutes you guys poured it on, man.
2: Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be here. I mean, yeah, still thrilled about that game on the weekend. Um, some of the best tries I've ever seen. And, yeah, it was uh, it was a spectacle that the boys put on. Okay, let's talk about it. You're down 12-3 at the 37th minute. You're down
0: 19-18 at the 62nd minute. We saw the lineup, and we saw that that was maybe the best bench that the Warriors had ever thrown out there kind of a, a younger group in some spots uh in the starting 15 but did you guys feel like in the last 20 minutes we can if we are down hey no worries
2: yeah I think we all knew um we all knew that we could win that game um there was never really doubt in our mind. um obviously we knew that that if we could be in the game and have a close game close score line by halftime that that once some of the bench came on, that they could um, really leave an impact in the last, you know, 30, 40 minutes of the game. Um, there was never really a question of doubt in our mind. But, yeah, I mean, some of the tries that we saw, that was just phenomenal. So when you're down 12-3, you're like, hey, what we really need to do is just go on a 44-7 to run. Like, that was the game plan? <laughs> yeah, it, it, wasn't the game, it wasn't the game plan, <laughs> but uh, it made the coaches happy, I'll tell you that. It was wild. Five tries in 16 minutes. Uh you mentioned
0: that some of the best rugby we've seen. We've seen some amazing rugby the last couple of years with the Warriors. Is that the best like 16 minute stretch? Cuz I recall, you know, a 17 point comeback against San Diego in 2021 beating uh Austin and Rugby ATL uh last year late in the season was mm-hmm. impressive, but that 16 minute span. It was like every 3 minutes there was a try, man.
2: Yeah, it was it was some beautiful stuff. That was I think Warriors rugby at, at its finest. Um, just free-flowing, kept the ball alive, just line break after line break and, and just the offloads, some of the offloads, some of the crossfield kicks. I mean, Mika's one-handed take and, and the try, it was just, yeah, I mean, it was, it was champagne rugby.
0: Um, what was your favorite moment uh, in
2: the game? You mentioned a couple of that were really impressive. Yeah, probably, probably my favorite moment was probably Joel's crossfield kick to Mika with the one-handed catch um that mm-hmm. was probably probably the the cherry on top um but i mean there was so many class tries you've got joey mano just running amok it just looks like he's playing against school kids out there um <laughs> it was just yeah it was it was beautiful to see i love this third one because he just like superman dove like hey this is fun <laughs> yeah yeah you kind of backed out a little bit i think you remembered that it's turf that we play on and not grass <laughs> it's like ow that's, yeah that's <laughs> um it's, yeah the turf can be
0: interesting right Joe Mano, let's talk about him for a sec. Um, probably the best winger in the league. The way that he scores, the way that he dances. Okay, his first try is an ankle breaker. Mm-hmm. His second try, he gets tackled, but his one move is the reach into the, mm-hmm. into the uh, try zone. And then his third is just uh, a fun one. I mean, this guy has scored
2: 13 tries in 12 games. Do you expect him to score every game, Bailey? Oh, he makes it look easy. He makes it look easy. I mean – yeah, he's just, like I said, he's, he's a class player. He's, he's, he's just a try-scoring machine. So I think at, at this point, I think it's safe to say that you can expect to see a Joe Mano try at every game. I think you said he's, he's got 13 tries in the last 12 games. So, he's yeah, there's a good chance you're going to see a Joe Mano try again this weekend. That's probably more than some teams
0: uh, the last 12 games, which is wild. Okay, Joel Hodgson, you mentioned it. Steering this team around the field, uh, two crossfield kicks for scores, uh, incredible! And he finally got some penalty goal attempts. If we had waited five games. Uh, he felt like he had a spectacular game as well.
2: Yeah, I thought he should have uh, thought he should have made the player of the week. Um, yeah, you know, he, he had a great game. The vision and just the awareness to be able to pull off, and just the accuracy to be able to pull off a crossfield kick like that, and just put it on a dime for for not only once, but twice in the game, it was just, it was brilliant. And it was just, yeah, it was something that you'd, you'd pay to see.
0: But, uh, luckily, I didn't have to, uh, broadcasting me, <laughs> but um, I know a lot of fans did. And it, it listen, it was kind of cold, but Warrior Nation shows up, man. There was yeah. a great crowd, despite it being kind of crisp. Um, these fans don't care what the weather's like. They're going to be there. And uh, yeah. we have a nice homestand right now. Uh, we'll talk about New England in a second, but what did that, win mean coming off of a nola performance that you guys felt like you could have been way better in and then you kind of turned it around at home in an important kind of three home games and four game stretch
2: yeah it was it was crucial for us you know we we strive and our goal is to win every single game at home um we have a massive advantage with the the crowd like you mentioned um the elevation plays a big factor in that as well um the fans really get behind us we love playing at home um so that, that win was huge for us. We needed that heading into a big stretch of um, some, some really important games. So it was great for the confidence. And just to see some of the tries and, and just to see that we've got that in us and, and to pull that out, it was, um, it was spectacular. And, and hopefully we can and re- recreate that again this weekend.
0: So Friday night, uh, kind of a short week, uh, taking on New England, who was the best team in the regular season last year. They're off to a strong start at 4-1 and one and 19 points out of the East. Uh, what do you think of the Free Jacks?
2: yeah they're obviously a great side top of the east um you know they're well coached they're well drilled the physical um very south african style of, of rugby that they play um it's it's going to be a great game I, I'm, I have no doubt about it um it's going to be a very physical one we're ready for that we're uh, we're ready to show up and uh and put on a, a good performance for for the home fans here and uh yeah, it's going to be a great game. We get to play against my brother, which I'm really excited about. Um, so have a lot of family coming out for that game, which is – it's going to be great. Um, just a great day of rugby.
0: What's the relationship like with your brother, um, you being a forward and uh, he's a he's utility back, but uh, a capped USA Eagle now, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool from over the summer? Um, is it like – are you are you going to hit him and not help him up? Uh, like what, what's the relationship like there?
2: Yeah, I don't know. We'll We'll have to see. I mean – yeah, I've probably got some uh, some unfinished business from childhood. I've probably got to, uh, you know, maybe stick his face in the dirt a little bit. But um, no, at the end of the day, it's, it's all love and for any opposition. Um, but yeah, especially for my brother. So yeah, I'm excited to share the field with him. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can hit him a few times legally with the game uh, in between the laws, you know, of course. But that's um, no, going to be a great, great one. Um, what's the age difference between you two? He's three and a half
0: years older than me. He's older than you. Okay. Did you ever play on the same team, or never because three years difference?
2: Yeah. So when we first moved to the U.S. from Australia, um, it was just the one high school team. There wasn't really a bunch of different teams. So we actually did play. We that was this was in Florida, so it was Orlando, Orlando Rugby Club. Um, We played on the same team for a year there. Um, So he was a senior and I was a freshman, (laughs) Um, and we're playing together on the same team. So it was really fun to share the field with him, but. Um, yeah, it's gonna be good to go up against him this weekend. Did he ever move to
0: Utah or did he was he old enough to where he did something else later? Yeah,
2: so he he um, graduated high school in Florida and then went to Life University so he just went okay. straight to college and then after that that's when we uh, we moved to Utah and I finished the rest of my high school here. Gotcha.
0: Um, Do the Warriors know how to play? fifteen on fifteen at this point because it feels like there's a card every week, man. You are busy talking to the ref about what now? What happened this week? Um this team certainly scored sh- shorthanded tries last week. But it is certainly difficult to play down a man and that's been the case for the last several games.
2: Yeah, I think um that's probably one of our biggest issues is is just the discipline. Um we're having to work harder than we than we need to at times. I think we're a very talented, skillful team. Um but yeah like I said we just we're just making ourselves work a little bit too hard. Um, so if we can, you know, keep the discipline squeaky clean and and uh, have the ref stay out of his pockets, and uh, I think we'll um, we'll win a few more games that way just because of, yeah, the, the talent on this team is is phenomenal, but it's just the discipline. If we can sort that out, um, it's just going to make our lives easier. Listen, if something happens with Mitch um, and he retaliates, maybe that's
0: the yellow that the other team will get.
2: Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Be nice. They never
0: see the first one, they see the second one. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, congratulations on the win. Really looking forward to Friday night on FS2 to a national audience, which would be awesome, and uh, Worry Nation will be there. Uh, anything you want to say to the fans about Friday night's game?
2: Yeah, no, just we look forward to seeing you out there in the, in the stands. Um, we, we you know, we love you guys and we appreciate all the support. Uh, we're looking forward to put on a big, big show for you guys at home again, um, like we did last week, and um, hopefully we can – turn up in front of a full crowd
0: okay bailey we appreciate the time best of luck and uh we'll see you friday cheers thanks john our thanks to bailey wilson for joining the program okay let's recap what happened in round six nola gold on a three-game win streak after beating old glory dc 20 to 17 new england beat dallas 10-9 that was a tight one houston took down rugby atl 40 to 28 and seattle beat chicago 27-5 they only played the first half due to
1: inclement weather any surprises there in round six to you uh, I thought that rugby ATL uh, game against Houston or, uh, would be a whole lot closer. I think that's a big statement from Houston about a return to form there for them. Uh, not really shocked about any of the other scores in the games. Impressed at how close Dallas is able to keep it with New England. Some other highlights, obviously, you know, three on the trot for Nola. Some some there coming out of the East, but a lot of fun things happening around Major League Rugby right now.
0: Okay, let's check out the standings. Seattle and San Diego tied at 21 points apiece. Houston right there in that third playoff spot at 20. Utah right behind it, uh, 14 points. Chicago and, and Dallas there as well. In the east, New England leading with 19 points. Hey, coming in Friday. Nola Gold on fire right now with 14 points in second place. D.C., ATL, New York, and Toronto Round out the East. The schedule this week, Friday Night Lights for New England at Utah. Can't wait for that one. Saturday, Toronto at Dallas. And then four games on Sunday, Houston at Chicago, Seattle at NOLA, Rugby ATL at New York, D.C. at San Diego. What's
1: the game of the week besides Utah to you? Uh, There's a lot of highlights there. I think Houston at Chicago is going to be great. Seattle going Two New Orleans, New Orleans on form Mm. right now. Seattle haven't dropped a game yet. That's going to be crucial. The one, the one I'm most curious about though, is a, a team struggling for form right now in Toronto and a team struggling for their first franchise win in Dallas. Dallas keeps building and getting better and better. Could this be the week the Jackals get their first franchise win?
0: It might be a tie. That'd be funny. Uh, but yeah, maybe Jackals get the win. We'll see, man. We'll see. <laughs> Join us Friday for the uh, Junior Warriors. Can't wait to have that again uh,
1: on game day. If you want to get your kids involved in the greatest game on earth, get checked in to a Junior Warriors clinic. Our very own Ashley Burge does a great job, as well as the players and coaches who get involved. You get tickets to the game, a t-shirt, and access and exposure to players, the team, and the game that we love so much. Go to Warriors. Com. That's junior.warriorsrugby.com and sign up for the Junior Warriors pregame clinics now.
0: Okay, Friday, Utah hosting New England at 7:30 Mountain Time. This is live on FS2. Uh, Banksy and Wayne Tata Fitti will have the call on the radio. ESPN 960 and 92 points one FM. Free Jacks 4-1, 19 points, first place in the Eastern Conference. Only losses at San Diego. Uh, Utah has a loss there as well. It's a tough place to play. A couple of storylines in this one. Best record in MLR last year went to New England, 13 and 3. Fourth meeting all time, 2 and 1 for New England. Last meeting was last year on April 30th at Veterans Memorial Stadium. Utah lost 33 uh, 7, 17. Uh, Utah is 4 and 3 at home against the Eastern Conference, so uh, better than they are worse, right? First home match ever versus New England as well. A couple of notes statistically about New England. First in dominant tackles in the league, second in carries and scrum, uh, scrums, one, third in tackles percentage made and uh, penalties. A couple of players to watch as well. Paul Balikana, winger, has four tries. John Pullen, the scrum half, has three. Uh, Wion Conrade, second rower, first in uh, MLR in, uh, with carries. Team high in meters gained. Team high in tackles. Namibian international. Uh, Cliven Lopeser is a homie with him. Uh, Jason Patros, a fly half, pretty good kicker. And uh, Mitch Wilson, Bailey Wilson's brother, as we talked to him about has a try as a USA winger that brother on brother crime is, is going
1: to be fun to watch. It'll be exciting, but you know, they play in two different parts of the field. So we'll see if we get any collision of the familial kind in that match. (laughs) I think for England as Conradi goes, so does the rest of this team. You know, he is the form player in that forward pack. He's the difference maker. He is their dynamic star in that, uh, that loose forward area. So can Utah neutralize him and minimize his impact and take advantage of the rest of that squad? That's going to be the key.
0: If there was a Vegas line, it'd be New
1: England favorite in this one. So how does Utah pull off the upset, Banksy? You got to play to your strengths, and we saw that in the final 20 minutes against Toronto. This team is great when the forwards are interplaying really well with the backs when there's multiple layers of attacking line, sideline to sideline. You know, you can't get stuck in that middle third of the field. These guys really are the, at their best when they're throwing the ball around.
0: Okay, and get you get yourself geared up, man. It's getting warmer, but it uh, might be a little crisp Friday night as well.
1: I will say brisk and breezy, potentially. <laughs> if you want to get the latest in Utah Warriors gear, go to shop.warriorsrugby.com. Be suited up and ready to go in the four stripes and the best-looking kit in Major League Rugby. Don't wait till you get to the stadium and stand in line, get it delivered so you show up. Ready to cheer on your Utah Warriors at shop.warriorsrugby.com. Okay, that'll do it for us. Like and share this episode of Dub Nation and follow
0: the Utah Warriors on social media. Friday, the Warriors host New England, 7.30 Mountain Time on FS2. Listen to Banksy and Wayne fifty on ESPN 960 and 92.1 FM. Our thanks to the captain, Bailey Wilson, for joining the show, which was produced by Mason Benson. For Banksy, I'm Jerem. Go Warriors!